Welcome to Your Security, a podcast on walking victimless in today's world. I am Gabriel Grimes. In this podcast, I discuss how to stay alert and situationally aware no matter where you are or where you go. Thanks for tuning in. Good afternoon. It is April. Ninth. Well, it's good afternoon for me, right? So it may not be good afternoon for you. It may be good morning, good, good evening, or maybe even good night. It is April 9th in any case, and it is episode 46 and day 24 of the COVID-19 response. I am here upstairs in my office. I can hear my daughter and my wife downstairs getting ready because tonight is trash night. That means that we get all our trash and we take it outside so that the garbage men on Friday morning can come out and get uh, the trash. You know, that's one of the good things that we're happy for, right? You know, so during this crisis, during this recovery or response, whatever you would like to call it, I am very happy that we still have garbage collection, you know, that is so nice. I remember in the 70s, and I don't, remember, I don't remember what year, but I was a child in the 70s, and I remember that there was a garbage strike. So the garbage strike in New York. And there was garbage all over the place. And I remember seeing just all these images of mountains and mountains of garbage and rats and there was sickness. It just was it was ridiculous. So I have to say, I am super pleased and happy that we have garbage men. And thank you very much, Mr. Garbage Man. Uh, trash Man, we appreciate it. Garbage uh, ladies. If there are ladies that want to work as a garbage collector, that's fine too. Thank you very much for your service. I really do appreciate it. I also thank the the uh, grocery store people. My goodness, thank you so much. I mean, it would be fine if we had stockpiled food, but there is, I think, a law that says we can't stockpile food, even though many do. But because we have our grocery stores open, we don't have to worry about that. We have um, our garbage, I mean, excuse me, our, our grocery store people managing the grocery stores, bringing in new new supplies every day. Now, it's not as stocked as it always is, but at least there is food to be had, and I do appreciate that as well. Thank you very much, guys. I do appreciate it. <clears throat> it is the 24th day, and there is a lot of things to talk about. I know that you know President Trump is working very hard on getting this everything back in order, and I'm, I'm sure he's his concern is the economy. Now, I'd like to say that the economy is tanking like a rock. Oh my gosh! And the funny thing is, I think the only country is kind of trying to to deal with this in a different way is China. Apparently, China has uh, has almost no cases. How, how, how weird is that, right? It starts in China, it spikes, and all of a sudden, nothing? I mean, I don't know how you do that, but uh, I'm sure there are some conspiracy theorists that are out there would happily fill the blank on that one. But I have to say, it really is quite interesting how China was able to uh, take care of themselves, whether or not it's true or not, you know, because it could be. <laughs> it's just China's not telling us everything, right? Who would have thought that? Of course not. I'm sure they're, they're being very upfront and telling us everything that we need to know. 
but uh, it is it is quite it is quite unusual. And I, I have to say that I I give uh, the president props on trying to get us back online, getting our people back to work. And and the sad thing is, you know, the politics of all this is disconcerting. Because what's going to happen and what we've learned, this is going to be, so listen up, guys. This is going to be like a flu, <clears throat> like any other flu. We have, I think, two or three different flus, that um, strains of flu that hit the United States every year. And one is more prominent than the other. And so before the flu season, the CDC gets together and the, I think people from the WHO, and they decide which flu strain would be the most uh, prominent that year. How they know, I don't know. But anyway, they decide that. And then based on that, they send out the, the flu vaccines. But if they get it wrong, then, um, and the other flu you know, strain comes out instead of the one that they were that they were uh, inoculating against. Well, then lots of people get the flu, and on average, we lose, believe it or not, sixty thousand people on by the flu every year. And uh, it's a it's a large number. Although you know, when we're talking about currently losing fifteen or sixteen thousand in the United States because of COVID, you know. We have paralyzed the world, but um, it's something that's going to happen all the time. So somewhere, whenever he he decides, whenever Trump decides to get us all back to work, and that means that um, there will be people dying. I mean, this is just going to be one of those realities. It's a reality for the rest of our lives. COVID will be one of the other flus that are out there, and it just it's just going to be out there. And um, if you don't get the the vaccine, or if you're not prepared for it, then you you may get it, and it's not going to be unusual. It's just going to be one of those things in life. Now, people are like, <laughs> it's it's frightening now. People are frightened now. If you go to the grocery store and you see everybody masked up to their eyeballs, like they're masked to their eyeballs and with uh, dishwashing gloves on their hands so that they don't touch anything, you, you can tell there's no, the, the fear is almost palpable inside the grocery stores or uh, is outside. But we shouldn't worry about it because I'm telling you, this is just going to be one of those... It's one of those things. It's just going to be one of those things that are going to be part of our lives from now on. It, but it's it is it is kind of like a flu. Now remember what they've told us. Don't I don't want to hear all these people complaining on my comments section. But remember, they've already told us that eighty percent of the people who get it are not even going to show signs. So. It's going to be one of those things that it only affects certain people. And and I mean. When someone dies, it's tragic. And when someone goes to the hospital, it's tragic. And it affects a lot of people. But in reality, we have to look at the numbers. And the numbers are showing us that our reaction, the world's reaction to this, uh, this virus, seems to be a little bit over the top. And... Um, and I know we're talking about beds. Do we have enough beds? And I'm, I know they're talking about do we have enough respirators. Um, I don't know. I have to say we need to be very clear. And I've said it from the very beginning. A crisis management team is only as good as their operations, but also their communication. 
And we're seeing more and more information coming out of these offices, the leadership offices, that does not reflect the level of concern that they had initially. You know, uh, Fauci initially started saying that 2 million people were going to die. Um, then it went down to 200,000 about a week and a half ago, two weeks ago. And then finally, uh, yesterday, I believe it was 60,000. And, and so these numbers, as they continue to go down, show us that perhaps it's not as, as egregious as we thought it was in the first place. Now, granted, <laughs> the medical uh, community is going to say, well, it's because everybody followed what we told them to do. We stayed away from everybody. We, we practiced social distancing and whatnot. And perhaps to a degree, uh, that's right. But when you look at how many beds are, are out there and how many beds are occupied and how we have not, it's not like Italy, we're not like Spain. In the United States, we have not lost anybody because of a lack of respirators. <clears throat> so uh, just just questions. It's just, just a lot of questions. But I have to say, as a crisis management uh, uh, manager, as a team, as a security professional, I have to say it is super important for the, <clears throat> the leader, the commander of this crisis management to get in front of this information. If not, this information will derail these efforts. It'll derail everything. And so I'm, I'm hoping that the, the president hears this Here's the podcast of your security from the White House. We have to get in front of this, Mr. President. If you don't, then it'll get away from you. It, someone else will be starting the narrative, and um, and the narrative will be someone's not telling us the truth. That's what the narrative is. So um, anyway, just to give you a little bit of that, Mr. President, that was free advice. Free advice there from... Uh, this podcast to <laughs> the leader of the free world. I wanted to also tell you on another note, uh, crime is still here, ladies and gentlemen. It did not take a break. It does not, it does not follow social distancing. It does not follow the requirements or the um, suggestions of the government. Crime is crime. It's called illegal for a reason. And, um, it, it's very important for us not to let our guard down. Just on a personal note, I have noticed that there's an uptick of crime. Uh, in Chicago, they had uh, additional crime, these interesting <coughs> uh, violent crime. And they've tried to now limit the amount of alcohol that's being sold after a certain hour. That's, that's I don't know. <laughs> I mean, so people, I don't, know, I don't understand how they think this is right. Same thing with the curfew thing, right? Uh, why have a curfew after 11 o'clock or 10 o'clock and then until 6 o'clock in the morning? Do viruses come out at night? Are, are they a, a demon that hides behind the shadows of trees? I don't know. But anyway, people are coming up with some weird things. Anyway, in Chicago, they're having a, a curfew of alcohol. So no alcohol sales are permitted from 11 p.m. to 5 in the morning. So, so 5 in the morning, that means literally someone at 5.01 can go down and get lit. Uh, strange, right? I just, I just don't understand how, what, what's the thought behind this. And, and criminals, criminals will just you know run out of alcohol miraculously at 10.59. And so everybody will be sober. At 11. I have no idea. In any case, the point is, crime is not gone. 
still out there. So please, please be aware and alert. Kidnappings are still going on. Theft of vehicles uh, in, in the neighborhood that I live in. We we belong to this online app called Nextdoor, and if you if you're part of Nextdoor, hey, leave a comment below. If you are on Nextdoor, if you have Nextdoor on your app, tell me what you think. You know, hey. And um, in Nextdoor, we're noticing that there's an uptick of of burglary of vehicles and theft of vehicles. So burglary of a vehicle means that they come in and they get into the vehicle and they take things out. And then theft of the vehicle is when someone takes the vehicle itself and runs off with it. It's not carjacking. And I'm getting into the weeds. This is a police officer talking here because carjacking is when you're in the car and they take it by force. So there's, but there's kidnappings going on. There's theft of vehicles going on. There's vandalism going on, and there's robbery going on. So, please be alert. Please be aware. Just because you are staying at home, just because you are practicing social distancing, it doesn't mean that the criminals have decided to be as compliant you know, to the to the rules of um, of this, the lovely CDC and Dr. Fauci and. On a third note, in the mindset of being positive, getting a positive mindset, a mental attitude, what are you guys doing? I'm interested. You know, tell me what it is. I've told you there's six steps that you have to find, have to do, get some sunshine. Granted, in the east, there's a huge storm going through the east, so you're probably not getting a lot of sunshine. But for us in Texas, it's been intermittent. I was able to go outside, get some sunshine. Hey, I exercised. 12,000 meters I rode today. I just got into a, a groove. Uh, I was watching The Tiger King, I have to say, on Netflix, and I do believe Carol Baskin must have killed her husband. Uh, but uh, I was, it, but I was watching this the show, and I was just in the groove. And I did twelve thousand meters later. I practically fell off that machine. I was so so stiff from from rowing so much. But that's what I did today. And um, my daughter is driving, so I drove with her, or she drove with me um, to different locations to get uh, some food. And that was a lot of fun. We did come really close to getting into an accident, but uh, she listens to me. And because she listened to me, we were able to stop before <laughs> before we were abruptly surprised by a, a quickly moving vehicle coming to our direction. Um, finally, I did an awesome stir fry. So yesterday I did stir fry. I got a couple of people online asking me for the recipe. So I put it on video and uh, who knows, maybe in the next episode or the one after, I'll put a link to that video that I've done to the stir fry. It is my pleasure to be with you every day talking to you about security, talking to you about the COVID right now. But as more importantly, it's the security. How are you doing? What are you doing? Remember, you are security. It is based on you. It's based on your activities, based on being alert and aware and having a plan. It is super important. I mean, as we are watching what's going on in Washington, in the, the capitals of our different states, we can tell that there are, there are some states that had a plan and there are some states that definitely did not. Some states that had plans and budgets, that budgets were diverted and used in other areas that shouldn't have been. That's lamentable. 
In any case, it is my pleasure to come to you and point some, uh, use these examples in real life and make them some teaching moments. And this is, this is beautiful. And we like to tell you, um, thank you so much for your, your attention. And I look forward to talking to you again. Remember, you are security.